welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast. I'm your host, Moisos. Raising Zozo. And Nystagmus. <laughs> and we suck, so you don't have to. This is take two, because my OBS just decided not to work, and everything, nothing was outputting. It was really, really strange, uh, but hopefully it's all managed now. Last session, to summarize... Is raising Zozo squeaking out a victory as the Gaul Empire over Georgia, over Scotland, and over Byzantines on a Highlands map. Zo, take us through the victory mindset of the Gaul. So, first of all, Moy, thanks for the introduction. Uh, I, for those of you that can see me in the studio today, I look a little red. Uh, I, 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 this is uh, Mr. Creek. Normally, he's got the full ensemble oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the the feather the feather in the cap <laughs> the feather uh, yeah oh, wow. mr creek is one of my alter egos that perhaps some of you will meet one day uh when you venture into the third realm uh but that is why i am dressed a little a little different today the gull you guys had the gull to declare war on me simultaneously <laughs> i was so proud I was like so proud. Like you guys How thought I was upset. <laughs> I was I was so proud because it was like exactly when you needed to do it. It was like about the last chance you would have had. Uh, I think before I was I really started revving it up, uh, and you all declared war. It wasn't it was it was all three. So you got the CPU involved, mm-hmm. um, and uh, ultimately though the Gull have such fantastic production. And uh, not to mention, I had earlier built the statue of Zeus and you attacked me with a lot of horses, gentlemen, a lot of horses. Um, and I remember being very confident when you declared war. Like I was excited. You know, I went obviously a little bit of quiet as I was excited. I was like, all right, this is good. All right. This is going to be a fair fight to start until, of course, the mighty Zo War Machine uh, got stopped building other stuff and started building military. Most of my cities were able to pump out, at least three of them were able to pump out a pike and shot one a turn. You, you guys made some headway for sure. And then I just pushed back. Um, I retook or would have been a turn away from retaking candy, uh, the city that you had taken <laughs> from, uh, from my, from my Cicerin. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just, it was a fun game. Like there wasn't a lot of war, but, um, uh, well there, but until it, until there the was end. and yeah, you, until, until the, the end. end, which is always a great way to end the game. Uh, and I think like it was fair to say that that game wouldn't have gone on. Uh, like you, it definitely would have been harder for me to push, but unfortunately my technology was the best among the three of us. Uh, yeah, Scotland had some good tech, but Scotland didn't really get involved. Yeah, they they if they had it, maybe if they had attacked, it would have been something. Um, but I was able to to push you guys back relatively quickly, uh, not quickly, but within like within like five or six turns, I was able to, to control my my field and then start pushing against you. Uh, so because Moy was so behind in tech, I think his cities it wouldn't taken me that much energy. Uh, like you definitely no, would have held out. So. You would have you would have held out. But I had bombards. I had um, I had a field cannons. Um, you know, the, the, you just unfortunately you. I don't even know what you did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you, what I did either. To you, be honest with you, you I don't had, know what I did. You had like this is our opportunity to show Vector Cat that maybe Georgia is not that bad. 
uh, and you built like three cities. Like it wasn't even I like was confined to. I was confined to this mountain area. You saw it. I like there was. Two, I did. There was two ways out, or a third if you count the lake. But let's be yeah. honest. You're not building the. You're not building like or researching cartography in that game, at least early on, right? So I had three ways. I had two ways to go, and then the second age, uh, the classical, or no, after the classical, so the the medieval age, hit a dark age. And I lost my city. No, it was, it was the classical age, I think. The first age. And I lost my city. And so I had one city and I had to build military with low production, low science and take it back. And I built walls in that city too. And so I had to build a battering ram as well. And it just, it took so long to just finally get it back that I was so far behind at that point that it just didn't matter. My goal was to uh, go religion, full religion, and then have that translate to a military, which then go into, like, just take every, over everybody's campus. That was kind of the mindset that I had. I couldn't do it. Like, uh, I, I regret the way I played. It was not the best. Uh, I wish I could do it again. Because I don't know if, especially in that mode, Georgia's definitely not F tier, but they're not that great either. I mean, if you get your golden ages, like if you're you and you're really good and you can get your golden ages, sure, they're probably fantastic. But if you're me and you don't understand anything, then it's hard. It's a, it's a hard I, civilization to play. I, I think I kept my golden age every, every era. Yeah. I wanted uh, you to and, hit a dark age so badly because then it would have changed the whole game. It would have. It would have. I, I might have lost some, some fringe cities. Uh, and by, by the time we wrapped up, I believe I had three policy card, three wildcard policy cards. Cause I ended up building the, um, forbidden city yeah. and I was owls of Minerva. Um, so I, um, I ended up uh, with like three different crazy stats for all my golden age stuff. And it was crazy. Uh, I think the biggest game changer for me was the first golden age that I was able to get cards um, for a good long time, I used the one that gives you plus four. Each of your cities that has a wonder gets a plus four culture culture. Yeah. Uh, and I had my wonders pretty well distributed. So it gave me like a plus 12. So it like effectively like doubled my culture. Uh, <laughs> and that was, then it was like, Oh yeah. And yeah. then I started getting, you know, and I, I like, so, Oh, gull, the culture of gull. It's just so glorious. Like, I, I didn't even build a theater until much later in the game. And I think I was always a good chunk ahead of you guys in culture. Mm -hmm. And then you add to that, that every time you train a unit, you're getting 20% of its value in culture. So you're getting all these little culture bombs from that. And then you get your culture bombs from building mines. Um, it, 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 it was fantastic. It was beautiful. Uh, this is easily now, I think, top three contender. Top three contender Ooh. for for favorite sieves. It was just uh, it was uh, it's it's a sieve that all I think the abilities really they complement each other really well. And it's not just from the sieve itself. It's just like in general in civilization, production and culture are important to everybody. Okay, everybody. Even if you're going science victory, you still need policy cards. Okay, you still need policy cards. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it the, the the culture of the gull. It's it's kind of passive. It's just working in the background. You're going to build military units anyway, so you're going to get that that 20% bonus. Your mines are all making culture. Uh, and I found that my city populations were fine. I was I was able to build very large cities. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I had some sweet engineers going. I do so, want to know if we didn't play on a Highlands map, 
how that at least would have affected your culture generation. Because mm. like you said, you never had to build a theater square. You had it's just a ton of minds. And you did. So mm-hmm. There's a ton of minds. I did. I and did so build I a lot wonder, of minds. I wonder if if you don't play and I wonder writers. if that also affected your production too, right? Well, you like, had a ton. If there's well, so my, many, my Opa DMs, my Opa DMs are pretty fantastic for oh, yeah, culture. But good. yeah, like got to remember, like once I get Opa DMs, uh, I need ironworking and, and ironworking also unlocks um, apprenticeship and apprenticeship gives plus one to all your minds. I do believe. Um, oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So like that's at iron age. So that's very early that you're getting this substantial production bonus. And I just also think like some of goals, like uh, abilities for their units kind of hard counters how, um, you know, it hard counters cavalry and it hard counters um, just melee. You can't invade goals at all, I don't think. It's impossible. Right, because what you have you to can. do, I think, I want to know whether this would help would be, because of that bonus they get to every adjacent yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah. military unit, friendly or uh, uh, enemy, would be, do you just have to build like a ton of ranged units? <laughs> it's a good yeah. point. But then, yeah. then even in Highlands, they can't shoot over hills. So they have That's to also them anyway. That's also true. Um, but yeah, that might that might be a strategy uh, to do. Or um, horse archers are... No, horse archers are only a specific Civ has those. Yeah, the, the um, ranged Muggles. archers are only for... Like, they, like, it's not a generic class of, of unit. Only like the... Uh, uh, the 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 ah Scythia Scythia field cannons field cannons should be able to shoot over hills right no Maybe. they only have two range so they would not I don't think I think you just need line of sight maybe if they're on hills oh really they can shoot um, maybe I'm not sure you might be right um, Quite, but yeah you're so. right the okay. the like they're they're good at fighting in in swarms if you overswarm me what you really need like so one easy counter for the gulls would probably be the romans um because they get a, a, a 40 attack unit pretty quickly right with uh the legionnaire um mm. i even with my plus 10 that's you know legionnaire is gonna gonna come and smoke me uh, so that means they could like they could kind of maybe go in where they don't need lots of guys beside them um, I think uh, the Greeks would be really good at that then because their hoplites maybe get, the get plus, 10, uh, plus 10 bonus for well, just yeah. one beside it. So, so that yeah. would be really Greeks. good. So it's, basically, so it's basically units that use the phalanx yeah. um, that counteracts it because they get bonuses for guys beside them. Yeah. Um, and that counteracts the bonus that the goal get um, for them being beside the, them, right? So it kind of balances it out. The key thing out. for that, though, is that they um, only need one unit beside it, right? They get one unit beside it, so they, you only like send these in pairs of twos essentially and they get the full bonus because so, and then yeah. they limit your bonus too maybe that's like the only way to really fight them but then but then th- it's in th- it's in the same era as the whatever your unique unit the gaza stay yeah getting they and but then they get plus 10 for stronger units they so, get a plus so it doesn't plus matter 10. it just doesn't matter so it's it's a base it's a base of 30 so well your because your phalanx starts at a higher number um that helps right so so what do they start at like like at least 24 uh, but i'll look it up you keep like they're at least they're they're at least a spearman um which i believe they, is are, they replaced the spearman yes um, so they're probably higher than that. They're probably like a 30 or 28 or something, uh, with their plus 10. Yeah. That's that, that'll, that'll do pig. That'll do. <laughs> so they just negate each other's bonus. 
Well, I think that they would negate it by 25 because melee. 25. 25. So because of that five melee over my uh, over my 20, they would still have a plus five over me unless I had I said, like, some extra adjacent ones. Like I said, I think one way to do it is like like Gaul, like Byzantines are clearly like an offensive civilization, right? Like they have a lot of powers that make you want to attack and and get and they reward that. It rewards attacking. Gaul is the exact opposite. They have a ton of powers that allow for defense. Yeah. Right. They have an extra. They get an extra defensive structure. Yep. Um, and so, really, I think the way to, to beat them is not just to try to conquer them, which is just to out expand them. Because once they try to attack you, they're out of their they're out of their comfort zone. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely not indestructible uh, by any means. The gull. Uh, it's just that they their their abilities. I think are very complementary in a way you don't always see. Like they're very synergistic in a way you don't. And, it, and it's just because production and culture are also just super useful for every sieve. Everybody needs culture and production, uh, and the way they use them, it, it works really really well. They're just um, very turtley. Like they, you can sit as the gall and win but then you can't attack them early because of the gazette but then you can't attack them a little bit later because of the industrial zone also having the defense bonus and very likely they are going to have some advanced government right Uh, very likely yes so they're 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 likely dealing you know having their four slot a little sooner their six uh six slot a little sooner maybe even an era sooner not an era but like much sooner unless you're against like Greece again, because if you're yeah. Gorgo, you get bon- you get like culture whenever you kill a unit. So then you can kind of like maybe creep your way up there faster. Right. Like, basically, if you get like a, a a big bonus to culture right away, versus yours is kind of like accumulative over time because you got it's right. one culture per mine. So you need a lot of mines and and a lot of units before you can kind of really accumulate that. But like if you play, uh, I guess him and them and Gorgo are kind of like up there. They can kind of stay the same pace but yeah no i I don't know now i'm talking about it i don't see it happening well and then the other thing that is kind of neat about the gull is that almost all of their abilities they get in the ancient era uh and their ability like so it's not that they get them in the ancient era and then they go obsolete it's that they get them in the ancient era and now they're just going to get them so they snowball um, you know, the, even the, the, the Gaelic warrior that they get, um, the Galiste, yeah. Gazette, okay. It's just so useful because you get it right away. So right off the bat, you're getting four arrow points, by the way, because you just built your, your special Yeah, unit. right off the start of the game. Uh, right you off the start of the game, you're, yeah. you're getting it. Uh, and they're just so convenient because most of the barbarians you're going to encounter are going to have a base higher strength than you. So they're, they're great against barbarians. Uh, they get that plus five to districts. I think a barbarian camp counts as a district. I could be wrong. It does not because it, like you can just run over it. So it, it doesn't make any okay. sense. Okay. <laughs> it's not Gaelic. It's Gaelic. Gaelic. <laughs> um, so because of that, though, most of their abilities, they get them right away. They're going to pile through and it's just going to accumulate. And that's just great. I, I love a sieve that gets most of their stuff uh, right, right away. Uh, but that's not to say that the Byzantine didn't put up uh, an interesting fight we actually got to see them do their thing yeah well how did the byzantine how do they feel how did you like them i don't know um that dark age like hurt me so much I um feel your pain uh, my brother yeah yes. uh yes. <laughs> i think like the problem the problem i had was um you know i did my thing with the religion i was pretty happy about that so i got the work ethic and and you know, the type of religion you wanted to do. In fact, actually, Moy, just to let you know, I was actually going to go for a religious victory when I saw that Zoe was so far ahead. So Zoe was like, 
hey, bring your religion to me. I'm like, oh, so he's letting me. So then my goal actually was to just convert you. And then I was going to convert Scotland at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that point, I would have had um, um, two holy cities converted. So my the Scottish also converting your cities? No, I pushed okay, them back. Okay. In fact, we were converting the only me, time though. they ever... Yeah, they were trying to convert oh, okay. Zoe. Um, and so I sent that when you saw all those missionaries, yeah, they weren't scouting. They were preparing to like start converting. You're your such cities. a liar, dude. At least I have wonder <laughs> where like I won't lie to your face. <laughs> like I'm I, I won't do that. I'll just make up some lie. I'll moy it up, as you guys like to call it. But like I, I, I'll tell a story, but I'm not gonna lie to your face. Damn, that's twice, bro. You just said you you, you literally just said you would lie. <laughs> no, okay. I meant I'm gonna tell a story. I wouldn't lie to your face. That's what I meant. My bad. If I I think I did say that, so I take it. Back. I did tell you a story. My story was that they no, were that's scouting. A straight up lie. I would say how I gave you. I gave you Vector Cat story. Like, it was Vector Cat story. Missionaries are on a that's Vector Cat story. World, like I would give you like a whole background. Like I wouldn't just. <laughs> yeah. See, I lied. I'm not annoying though. Hey. <laughs> mm. Whoa. Oh, touche. Hey, hey. Touche. So you're saying <laughs> now, that every time Zoe tells a story, it's annoying. No, he's saying that when you do your moyism, it's an act of annoyance <laughs> because saying? you end up going on this th- tirade that, that we think means something important and then it doesn't mean anything at all or something completely opposite of what we thought or that's just, just pointless. That's just storytelling, baby. I mean, like, yeah. by, that, by that time, though, in my defense, and by that time, I thought literally the only way I could win that game is if I did a religious victory. That's, yeah, that's fair. By that time, yeah. right? When Zoe said, when Zoe basically said, "Hey man, convert me," I'm like, "Okay," because you're the hard, you would be the hardest person to convert if I tried to, right? Because you would be the one who could put up a lot of a fight, um, and you know, attack me and just start killing me because you had a bigger army. Um, but Moy was easier to convert. He didn't have as many cities. I, if I could get his holy city, then that would just be I a stack had, on top of that. And I this- think at the end of the game, seven cities, and. I didn't launch an Inquisition yet, so maybe you could have, but I also had a lot of, I did have a lot of faith generation. So I don't, that would have been, it would have been tough. It would have been pretty tough. I was, I was generating more faith than you though. Per turn, probably, probably, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not going to take it away from you. And my theological combat stronger than yours. That's very true. Very, very, very true. So like I was going, I was actually converting, I was trying to convert Scottish cities now too. Like Scotland wasn't really giving me all that much of a fight mm-hmm. when it came to religion. Okay. When you Byzantine, when you you overcame, um, you overcame the the the, the CPU easily, or sorry, the uh, city state. You did your thing, uh, but the attack on me, uh, yeah, yeah, you you brought you brought horses to a to a pike and shot fight. Uh, I was and, relying well, on him so to much be fair, to, to be fair, I, I, to be fair, I backed off because all you built were pike and shots and I literally only saw one. Right. Right. So I thought maybe I could kill it. You attacked that one with like four units. Yeah. And it didn't, and it didn't, it didn't die. Kill. It didn't die. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be that strong. Um, and so my, so here was my plan. My plan was basically like a V formation, hit that city right in the middle and then set that up as my defensive perimeter because pike and shots may be able to kill my cavalry units. They're not great at taking no, cities though. No, no. Um, and so that was my plan. But your pike and shots were way stronger than I thought they would. I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, that's not going to work. So I just backed <laughs> off completely. You did. Um, and so you can't blame me. Almost all of my my civilization's abilities revolve around cavalry it's units. It's true. But you need it's a mix. True. Right? You need a mix no matter what. Right? You don't need that much, that many tagma. I think you just need to you like 
If you build well, one, you need they're to free. Make that's, that's true. Like, that's true. They they're, free. they're free, yeah. right? Like, yeah, right. So, like, you know, that was the main reason. Like, they were free. I, I w- they weren't costing any any maintenance. And if they died, I'm like, I didn't spend any production on them or anything like that. Like, I just built a hippodrome, which helped me keep my cities from like, you know, hating me and stuff. Um, and so that was, I was just flexing that ability. Uh, honestly, um, whenever like I get a new civilization and it's something I haven't played before, I like building the special unit just to see what yeah, it can do. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And so found out, you know, I, uh, I guess I can't rely on its abilities to, as I thought my goal was build as many free units as possible and just overwhelm with like, like I knew my, my units weren't good against the Piking shots, but if I had just had like hordes of them, right. You, then it would be irrelevant. You were doing the killbot um, ratio strategy. Yeah, I that love was the it. strategy. I love it. If I hit that bullseye, the dominoes will fall like a house of cards. Yeah, like a house Check of me. cards, checkmate. <laughs> now, now, unfortunately for you guys, uh, I built the new wonder that game. I was able Zeus. to pull it off. The yes. Statue of Zeus. What a wonderful, expensive one. 400 production, first of all, in a standard game. That is as much as Petra. So that is like I think the most expensive ancient wonder. You get it in, in the, the classical game. era, though. Is it class? I don't you know. I think mili- mili- military training is like three the, in, isn't it's like it? The first one in classical training. Maybe okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll check. I'll check. It, and classical. it makes it make it makes sense that it would be a classical, classical. era. Wonder, okay, by the way, I, right? I, like, I believe you. Classical era, um, but it is. You should, it should be hard to get. Four hundred production it gives you a lot. Yeah, is a lot. So I had that that. Like, I wasn't sure I was going to work. Just, here you go. Here's a stack of three spearmen, and here's a stack of three archers. And then, you guys had forgotten this later in the game. I was like, oh, you're attacking me with cavalry. Okay. You know I get plus 50% production for <laughs> all of my anti-cavalry, right? Uh, and and uh, I just, I remember that, that oh, yeah, moment yeah. that the both of you had yeah. <laughs> when you remembered that. <laughs> uh, and I was just pumping out pike and shots. So I had the, the three that were upgraded from the Statue of Zeus, and then I had the uh, just being able to build them. Yeah, I'm not used to that being applied to land units. I'm used to that being on the no. boats, right? Like, like with the Phoenician arsenal, uh, but I'm not used to that being It's land such units. a... Love it. I love it. I love that they made a wonder that's worth building, uh, which, you know, should always be the goal. But that one is... Even, even if you're not going to go domination... Those that's a number that's a, a good amount of units to defend yourself. Yeah, that's a good amount. of If you're going to go science or something like that, OK, religion, you you want to get that. So that's obviously a high sought get to the choppa uh, wonder that that uh, you definitely need to try and get to and race to. And I like went all out. I was chopping. I was I changed all my policies to for either production or wonders Um and, and I pull and, and it's not easy because it's a barracks. You have to build in a barracks and yeah. it has to be on planes. So those yeah. are flatland. So that is sorry. Yeah, flatland. Those are some pretty heavy restrictions for uh, restrictions for a classic wonder to make sure you have set up. So you have to make sure you had that. And I didn't. I had to actually like scramble because I, I, I knew it was an, I thought it was an encampment. I didn't realize it was a barracks. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So uh, that delayed me building it a bit. Luckily, I had cool engineers that helped me build wonders. So, dude, oh, so lucky. I um, my biggest mistake. So it was, I was building the uh, terracotta army, and I was one turn away from it, but I stopped building it because I'm like, oh, let me get like a few more units out, 
before like let me get one more unit like Kepser out before i i finish it just so i can have that like extra bonus so i i, I delay it um building my Kepser. my Kepser finishes and then scotland built it and i'm like oh uh, my god uh, <laughs> and then that would have like boosted all my units and then all the levels that are above level one gives me error score so it would have been a ton of error score right that was the whole plan around it it just didn't matter so i would have <laughs> shark sauce Moy's biggest mistake was selling two cities in 60 turns. Uh, <laughs> Star totally nailed you, Moy. <laughs> I, so true. I still think I had... I think I had more cities in Mystagus at the end of the game, I think. I, at the end of the game, yeah, yeah you did. I had like seven cities. Yes, I, I, think, seven, I, think, yeah. I think most of the game I was at like five or six. Honestly, what I should have done um, was convert the stupid city-states and just gobble them up. Yeah. I yeah. should have just did yeah. that. that would have, I should have just done what Germany never does. That would have right? uh, screwed And then me dared over. you to stop me, right? Yeah. Dared you yeah. dare you to stop yeah. me, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um be the bully. That would have screwed all my that would have because I we we threw on at the last minute we threw on the uh the secret societies and I and I had owls. So yeah, if you took out all my city states, that that would have been a big, big penalty for me. That was because oh they are they are comically they are comically easy to take over once you convert them to your religion as Byzantine. You like it's comically easy. You played your um, religion right. You did all that really well. Because you went, you went, you went crusade, right? Yeah, I got. I, I evangelized my belief to crusade. You got the late though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did because no one else got it. Well, because you, um, you have to inv- uh, evangelize to get it. You yeah, know? yeah. I could have, I could have taken it from you, but I'm like, I don't want to. Like, oh, just, just take it. I'm like, just take it. <laughs> I wanted you to have it. Yeah, I did, and I did the um, God of the Forge uh, for um, for my uh, pantheon. That's, that's, it, yeah. that's a risky one. That's a risky one. Plus twenty five production, right? For yeah, yeah, for ancient and classical units. You should have one hundred percent went to war right away. Are you kidding? Holy moly! Well, because I went to a dark age, oh, I had yeah. to take back my city. Yes. Yeah. So you know what? That's great segue. Let's talk about this new era. Uh, mode dramatic literally i think i'm seriously concerned i think the computer waits for you to build walls and it only makes the cities that you built walls on rebel (laughs) (laughs) because that's what happened it was a border town right so the town bordered scotland so i built walls on it first and so i'm like okay i'm going to build walls there first because they're going to obviously attack that first if they attack me i built walls and i went to a dark age and it it rebelled i was like okay well that that just sucks because That it it hurt it hurt a lot because you're like primary and then I had to deal with um, two barbarian encampments south of my capital that were just like tons of units they're like just units were coming out of nowhere I had to like basically move my entire army down there so to stop them. This was a today I learned moment. You know when that scout that barbarian scout like comes to your land and then you see like a little exclamation point above his head. So basically, yeah. that scout. Like, as soon as it sees the exclamation point, it basically has, like, oh, it sees your land, right? And it's going to run back to the barbarian encampment. If you can you stop You didn't know it, that? No, so it's just for people who don't know that. Oh, okay. So if you can stop the scout before it reaches the barbarian encampment, good. If you don't, then it's, like, every turn, that camp is spawning a barbarian. And it's spawning yeah. specifically the units that counter the same units. That will counter what they saw. If you have a bunch yeah. of melee, it's going to spawn a bunch of cavalry if you have a bunch of cavalry it's going to spawn a bunch of spearmen every turn or every like other turn and that's oh, yeah that's get, what like, it did yeah there was a bunch of spearmen with, basically with barbarians that's when you know they didn't take they didn't take care of that scout 
That's when you scout. know taking care of that scout. Scout, scout, and that the three scouts of scouting. That, that is, you got to scout to know where the other then newer stuff is. Then you got to scout to know where other scouts are, and then you got to murder scouts. Okay, <laughs> that's the three scoutings of scouts. That's like what scouts honor really means. That's the, the scouts <laughs> honor. Okay, that's what it I really know, means. Scout, scouts honor means that you have to murder. No, well, you got to scout. Okay. <laughs> You gotta scout the land. I'm gonna you tell gotta my scout for you scouts, and you gotta kill the scouts. Uh, other, otherwise, that's why all of a sudden you get hit with where are all these barbarians yeah, coming from. And, and it, can you can you imagine getting attacked like that just after a dark age? Like you just lost the city, and then on the other front, you got a bunch of barbarians swarming in. That is yeah, how empires exactly, fall. That is exactly that's exactly what happened to me. Nice. Um, and that's what delayed me too, because when you're doing that, you're also trying to build military units right away, so it stops you from expanding, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, so you can't build as many settlers, uh, and it's hard to expand cities anyway in a dark age because loyalty pressure um, makes it difficult yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. When I had a dark age, every every single tile that if I expanded anywhere was like minus twenty, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, it hurt. Especially if your neighbors are in a, in a golden age, Zo every, um, every and especially age, when you're yeah. yeah, and especially when your neighbors with Zo who's like in a golden age plus twenty am, or something yeah, like that yeah, every time, every time. Yeah. I I think I hit the golden age every single time. You did. Uh, so you guys got you got to play the era game. I, I the biggest I was thing like for me. Short, I think it was. If I remember. The Apidea was a really big one for me because uh, just the extra cesarean bonuses are great. Mm. Uh, but but then when you add, yeah, just the little things like you get a plus one every time you build a tech. You get a plus one every time you build a, a policy yeah, or a, a civic. A, a yeah. civic. So I think, right? honestly, yeah. if I were to go back in time and play that game, one, if I didn't, when I didn't get owls, just start killing city states. Yeah. Right. I had like three on my borders, just kill them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because then me, um, I had owls too. So me and Zoe would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so that didn't happen. I was looking for owls and I met like all these city states and I just never got it. Like it was just, it was stupid. You know, I met like um, the Void Singers or no, the uh, um, the Hermetic Order, like the very first time. Of course. It's, it's like, right? almost, it's like guaranteed that you're going to meet them. And they suck. That's why they suck. Because it's like 100% guaranteed. Because <laughs> that's why. They, they suck so much. They're always just like, hey, you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? How about you want to be my friend? No one wants to be my friend anymore. No one likes the Hermetic Order. This is the, no. this is the No Homers Club. This is No Homers Club. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> I get that reference. I get that yeah. reference. We're allowed to um, have one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so if I went... I went back in time, but I thought it was very interesting. It did put me out of my, 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 um, you know, I'm a very, if I'm going to go by the type of player I am, I'm a very Sim City player, mm. right? I don't like war all that much. I don't like, you know, being aggressive all that much. I like carving out my own little area of the map and then just kind of, you know, building up my cities and stuff. Um, and so that, that's kind of like my, my place up. A Byzantine is very, you have to be yeah. aggressive. Like you, you can't just like sit around and do nothing. You have to do like something. So that's yeah. the thing I did. You have to go. You have to when go. I, when I, yeah. yeah. When I took candy, I, I should have just been like, okay, well, uh, Singapore is now mine. And so is, uh, uh, um, what was the other Zanzibar, one? Zanzibar, I think, was near you. Zanzibar, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, they're gone now, guys. You, you, and then if you guys are going to protest, it'd be like, try and stop. What are you going to do about right? it? Like, um, 
And so I should have done that, to be honest. Scotland probably would have gotten mad at me, though, and declared war. But um, they didn't seem to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They (laughs) sat back and learned. They were so far away from everything. All they did, all Scotland did, and it's just what the computer's been doing lately, is it just screwed us for the eras. They just raced through the eras. And that was really bad for you guys. Yeah. uh, Because I I think you each suffered a couple dark ages. One. Just one. 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 Just one. Maybe at the end. Well, that's good. Because... One at the very beginning, and that's what snowballs the worst, right? Because I was trying to expand at that time. And the reason why I never went into a Dark Age after that was I get like all these special units. I get all these special buildings that I get all this era score for in the medieval era. So I just was so like at, at that point, I'm like, okay, it's I'm, I'm done. And I took over City State. That gave me um, um, era score as well. Uh, when you convert like cities and right. stuff as well, you get some era score. So as soon as I was getting my religion up and running, um, yeah, that that I never went into another dark age again. But um, it was just at the very beginning. I was just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> now I got to deal with this crap. Um, and so also so before yeah, I was go ahead. I was gonna say uh, if we were we were about to take a break, uh, what would you guys do differently? You know, if you if we if you played that again, what oh, would you do differently? Uh, Apadena. I should have prioritized Apadena. I forgot about it. Uh, part of my strategy was to go diplomatic and try to go for dip- like a really quick diplomatic victory. Uh, I couldn't. I forgot about Ap- Apadena because I'm like, oh, George's ability. If it if a city state is converted to uh, my religion, I get two envoys. So I'm like, okay, owls and that. That's my plan. And then nice, go for yeah, that. nice. And then even when you were threatening, like, oh, I have a thing that it can really go envoys. I'm like, whatever, right? Because I can get two every trade route. It's just like Rough Rider Teddy. It reminded me of Rough Rider Teddy. So I'm like, this is this is great. You built Apadena. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a priority. I know. That was. A, I was I like, I'm, I'm owls. I want Apadea. I built two wonders, and I forgot about that. And I'm like, and I felt so stupid. And I'm like, oh my! God. I chopped down trees. Like my, I had pyramids, and I had. Uh, I forgot what the other one was, but like I had. Nah, that was my that was my biggest mistake. Anyway, there, there you go. Not rash. You're getting yeah. Apadea right away. And I already. And I already went on my tirade about what I should have done already. So. That would have helped your error score too if you went to war because your units would have been past level one. And so every level you get was one error score, right? So if you started taking over city-states, that would have helped your error score too. You definitely should have done that. Yeah. Would you have done anything differently? Will, would, would me? Would play the Byzantine Empire again though. Wouldn't, Very fun simple. Yeah, would you, would you have the, done anything differently though? Um, I, 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 like, I hate to like, you know... <laughs> Uh, but I, I got, I got the, I, I got the wonders I needed. Like I, I, there was wonders I was specifically shooting. This is going to be like the, this is going to be like after you played China, right? I made a list. I I didn't make a list. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make a list. I didn't make a list this time, but that time I did. So it's very similar to that though. The Apidea was critical because it's like, okay, I'm going to go owls. So I want the wild cards and I want all the envoys. So Apidea was, was critical. I was like, I want Statue of Zeus. I, you guys, you both have calories, your special unit, and I just want all of the units. So I wanted special, uh, the, 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 the Zeus. And then the other big one was the Taj Mahal, because I was like, man, Eris Core is so yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. So I think if I read the Taj Mahal right, it was any time you went earn an Eris Core, you get a plus one. Every time so you that earn would an mean of plus one, it becomes of plus a plus one. one. So, so yeah. an additional. So that means that every science I get, I get two instead of one. Right. And every every civic I get, I get two instead of one. Um, so that was like a high priority. I was like, All right, I, as soon as I can, I'm going to I'm building the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. So I made that uh, a point. 
Um, mistake. The only mistake I made was trusting Moy. What did I do? I'm sorry. Oh, I declared declared war on me. Uh, no, uh, the only mistake I made that game was with my warrior, where uh, I got trapped there. I told uh, you was, not to No, and that wasn't even a mistake. Like, I was like, I knew what you were doing. I was like, no, I don't care. It'll be, this will be a point of angst that we'll have. Uh, um, it took me forever to cross the river. I thought for sure you guys were going to go to war to when you guys I were was ready. I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. me like that. There's no way I can warn you to do it. You do it anyway, and then I just let you out for free. That is, that is, I, I cannot stand for that. That is bullying i can't let i i was close to it because i was upset that you were not do that and i was only going to declare war to move through your territory like that was that would be it because i was <laughs> I, uh, I was I looking <laughs> i was i was looking and he just had this insane mountain range i'm like it's not going to be worth it like uh, by the time i get there he's got all his defenses ready and what is this like even just looking at your territory is like I'm not that impressed. Sorry, like you're you're little. There's like you had nowhere trapped. to farm. You had nowhere to farm. I think that city. I think that city when we ended the game was at like six or seven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was terrible. So it was yeah. It was. I, it I was dis- disconcerting. I didn't build the harbor. That was the downfall there. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take a small break, and then when we come back, Absolutely. we're going to answer some community questions that were submitted on our Discord. If you're not in our Discord, you should definitely join and submit questions if you have any for the Civ Show. And we're also going to be talking about next Sunday, our community day. Uh, and we're going to be picking our civilizations for that. So don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. Welcome back to the Civ Show podcast where we suck, us, us three, so you don't have to. Or <laughs> them. Yeah, we suck, so you don't have to. It's that's that's the motto here. Look, see, his internet sucks. So yours doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah, d- his Discord his sucks Discord a lot all terrible. the time, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> his Discord's awful. Discord back, punished buddy. me. Oh right man. On, right on. <laughs> Discord so, punished me. We have some questions from the community, some really, really good questions, and some of them were sparked by the conversation that was in our Discord. So again, if you haven't joined Yeah, there, there, was a, there was some heated conversation in the Discord today. There was, today. Yeah. and uh, I think we're going to touch on that one first. So the question comes from kind of a combination of people. I'm going to shout out Vector Cat, Sharkster, and OnSpot TV for this. Is the granary worth it to build? So... This is this, the, the discussion after that was on spot saying, no, it's not worth it to build. If you're building a granary, you're doing something wrong. And yeah, so I, honestly, I think it, like the, the hardest thing about Civilization VI, and, it, and this is hard for like a lot of new players too, I think, and even, um, you know, experienced players, is that the game is so complex that there's not really a simple yes or no question to this, to these questions sometimes, right? Like, um, you know, never build a granary. Well, it's not always possible for some civs to like build your cities near fresh water, right? Like the Maya being a, a prime example of that. You can't always, you know, get the prime location for your cities. Um, and so there are certain things where you need the housing and, and early on in the game, you just don't have any other avenue to get it, right? Other than build a granary. Um, and so I would argue it's like, it's not super easy to say, like, if you're building it, you're doing something wrong. I'm like, well, it kind of depends. Does it not? Like, um, I think without fresh water, you only have like what, a, like two or three housing yes. in a city, I think. depending. Yeah. 
Three, I, I think three is the base for all for all cities. Three is the base. I'm no, because sure. you get plus one for coastal water. So I think two is the base if you settle on like middle of the land, and then you get three if you settle on a coast, and then you get five if you settle near freshwater. Near freshwater, yeah. Um, and so, like people, like if, you, if even if you spend a little bit of time, like just say you spend like five turns with inadequate housing, that uh, changes how fast your your population center can grow, and that can mean a lot in the early game. Right. Like I know the argument in the discord start time, but like you only need to get up to like 10 or 12 population for a city because then you need amenities. Um, but in the early game, like, you know, you're not building a granary to make the difference between you know, a population of 12 or 15. You're building a granary to make the difference between a population of three and five. Right. And early on in the game, building up that production, you know, it, you know, you can prove your city of two population all you want, but there's only two citizens to work the tiles. So let me think of it um, this way, though. If you settled near fresh water do you need a granary yes or no i think no no you don't if you don't settle near fresh water but you can build an aqueduct do you build a granary would you prioritize a granary over an aqueduct i i think it, 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 i do think it ultimately depends on how large of a city you're looking to build right um i but like my for my thing yeah i don't think granary is that great uh, plus two housing and plus one food, not that great. You you have limited resources. You have limited time. Limited money. Uh, you, limited, yeah. Limited, limited time, money. Yeah. You know, city gets to a certain size. You're going to have um, amenity problems, uh, especially if you're playing on something like um, the, dramatic, the dramatic eras yeah. where it's the lowest, the cities with the lowest uh, loyalty that do the flipping. Um, so, you know, you don't want a big population of, of rowdy individuals. Uh, so in, in that regard, you know, you just got to know how big of a city you're looking to build. Uh, if, if you want a population five and, you know, there's nothing else, like if you're not by hills and you're not, or not by mountains, not by river, maybe. Uh, or if you are playing maybe a, where you have a fewer cities, but they're all very large and you're just focusing on. Um, like building tall amenities building tall yeah like like if, if you maya or if you built the artemis temple of artemis okay, oh, yeah. okay uh that gives you crazy great amenities all right so if you're if you're able to support the population yeah go for it right if you're able to to, to take those two um but that's kind of the beauty of it you don't need it it's not super critical you could put your production i would most of the time say put your production into a project instead of into a granary um now there are members of the civilization six community have made some great youtube videos on this kind of topic so mm. one big uh creator is uh potato whiskey. potato mcwhiskey the granary versus the yeah. monument right that was such yeah a good that video. video oh you have to watch it yeah it's so good it's so informative so well done did you watch it nystagmus yeah, oh, it's yeah, so I did. Yeah, I that's why I, I was like saying it. I would recommend it. It's not so simple, right? And he actually did like simulate, and he even said in this game where you're talking about like snowball effects, right? Once you get past a certain point, there are so many possible outcomes that you just reach infinity, right? You just you can never see like every single step ahead of it, right? right? And so he did like set limits on it. He talked about which one was better. Um, you know, for overall, when it comes to like how much the city, because population also affects how much science the city makes, how much culture the city makes, how much production the city has. 
Um, and so growing population could be important, um, whereas the monument gives you that that plus one culture, right? And he did go into like how much production you're spending, and and it's a pretty well made video. Like honestly, it's it's pretty it's in depth. And he does talk made, about it very like, well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, dude, you gotta watch it. I'm I'm going to. Do you want I, me to, we should, uh, do you want to spoil it for you? Like no, I want to watch okay, it. Okay. I want to watch it. I'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> we should we should do uh, what do you call those reaction videos where we watch other people's videos and <gasps> no, well, how dare he? I'll take a look. I'll take a look. Not for that. Like not a different for that. kind of video. Yeah, because then yeah, it's, it's yeah. easy content, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, um, I don't. I don't. I, okay, so back to the question at hand. I don't. Yeah. I think. I've never, I've always built granaries, right? I've always, cause like in my opinion, uh, even the plus one food sometimes is enough for me because I can see that the the time it takes for me to grow population pretty decreases by like two or three turns. And if I buy it with money, which I usually do, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's worth it in my opinion. But now that I'm thinking about it with, with the discussion that kind of happened in a discord, I'm more now to the side of uh, on spot and not building it at all because now that i'm thinking about it if you can build an aqueduct right that gives you food or it doesn't give you it gives you food if you from or you don't lose food from droughts uh it gives you your housing that you ask for and it gives you yeah. uh, adjacency bonuses to industrial zones so like that's immediately way better than a granary at least in terms of housing and then really the only difference between well the aqueduct does the aqueduct does take up a, a district spot not true a district granary spot, true. not a specialty district spot right it takes up a tile and it destroys a no tile. no it takes yeah. up a tile that's what but i mean like, yeah it destroys a tile you kind of plan it out well like if you know that like okay i am not near fresh water but i'm near a mountain and so i'm like okay i'm going to build this one tile away from i the think mountain and build an aqueduct right i think the granary is in the game because some people, when they get start locations, aren't near a lot of the fresh water and stuff. And you need an ability to catch up to people who are lucky enough to spawn near like a lot of Maybe. fresh water and build a lot yeah. of cities near fresh water. Yeah. Um, and because if you don't have that, then then you're screwed because you can't, there's nothing that gives you housing right. unless you get, until you get to the aqueduct, right? Which is, it's not like, it's not like a short period of time, right? We're talking about the first 20, 30 turns, right? So, um, you know, and again, this game is all about the quicker you 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 get out to the lead earlier in the game, the more your lead solidifies as the game goes comes uh, continues, right? So, if you're already starting, like it's almost like saying everyone who's spawned near fresh water starts at this finish line, and then someone who doesn't has to spawn like you know they're 25 yards behind them. Well, the granary is like a quick way of like catching up or at least leveling the playing field, so they have enough food and housing to allow their cities to grow. At least at a comparable yeah. rate to the CP, people who like fresh water. Things that get landlocked, like Congo, I think gets like they, they want more land. They don't want like coastal water. Like like civs that get landlocked, right? It's probably right. for for them, but it also might just be for like newer players. So it's just like an easy way to grow your city. Like it's an easier solution than trying to figure out all this other math. It's just like okay, why don't we just build this one building, right? Or or even right. civs like Brazil where you don't want to be chopping down stuff and you know if you need you know to because you have already such limited space and you want to keep all your stuff intact um the maya maybe might or not maya the um the maori maori um if you can't chop stuff down you you might want that over the that taking up that spot uh aqueduct does have that big restriction of has to be within two two tiles of a uh, mountain or fresh water and it eats up a square and it has to be built beside your city, beside right? your city center, um, adjacent to right. a mountain or a source of fresh water. So yeah, and adjacent. Yeah, so the, that that's 
a bunch of restrictions. Um, so if you're a SID that wants those resources, you're you're losing them, or it's it's eating up a district spot that otherwise could go elsewhere. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, but that's it, part of city it, planning, I, right? you build one or the other. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. Like I said, though, it's not as easy as saying, like, uh, I think the hardest thing that you have to do in Civilization VI is stay away from essentialist terms. Yes. Like essentialist yes. St- thing saying yes. never it, never and always should fair. not really be fair, in fair. your this vocabulary. Is- um, and so um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like as a general rule, but there's always exceptions. Yeah, to the like rule. that's why I don't like so- that's why I don't like tears is because I think <laughs> there's so many things that are just situational that sometimes you've got the exact right tool for the job. Uh, now, personally, though, if I really think about it, I think I always end up building granary just because I'm a perfectionist with cities and I'm just like, all right. Yeah, if you I can build, build like, buildings. Yeah, I'm the same I, way. I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. Uh, or if I, you know, I love gold. So every now and then I'll go on, like, I'll just buy one building in a city. I'm like, well, why not? And then ding, 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 ding. And <laughs> I'll just get all them all. I got nothing just, else to there buy. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm going to get it. That's probably not smart. No. But, I, you know, I don't I don't always play smart. I sometimes play for fun. I, I am the exact same way. I, it's like I can, put, I can buy a military unit to, like, be safe and maybe start building a military. Or I can complete my buildings. <laughs> Which from, from a... Um, from a historical standpoint, right? Um, what we can say is that maybe the developers can make the granary a little bit more granary more important from a historical standpoint. What city back in the ancient era didn't have a granary? Right. Like that's the whole right. point, right? Like you have to store food, um, and so maybe they can make it a little bit more buffed a little bit, so it's some a little bit more. I don't think it needs to be buffed because it's available in the ancient. Y- era. You know what? You know what I think would be cool is if they took a page out of. The old granary. So once upon a time, Civ 1, Civ 2, I think even Civ 3, uh, what the granary did is every time your city would gain a, would, would get a population, all your food would be depleted. So you have to like yeah, grow your food. Like so you go to yeah. 20 and then all. So the granary allowed you to retain half of your food each time. So, yeah. you know, the, the first round would be, okay, you need 10 food. So, okay, so you'd, you'd get your 10 food and then you get to keep five of it. And now you need 20 food, but you got like five of it or half of it's already there. Um, and you got a copyright meant that, man, because I feel like that might be in Civ 7 or something. Well, <laughs> I just yeah, I think that something that they could do is they could have that either, you know, maybe when a city grows in population, maybe a small percentage of the food is retained and carried over uh, would work. Um, or maybe even, I don't know, do something crazy, attach granaries to eras that when you're, when your era shifts, you get a little influx of food, um, because big celebration, I don't know. Um, but just maybe remember its roots, remember its roots used to let you keep a bit of food as opposed to give you food. Maybe something like that would be cool. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Absolutely. This is a special request to read this in a specific way. So let me, uh, I don't know how to do this anymore. I nailed it the first time and I don't know how to do it again. Since the new frontier season started, we've seen an exponential power creep in recently added sieves. Do you believe this trend will continue or will new additions be more in line with existing sieves? And do you think existing lower tier sieves will get balanced at some point? 
That was my best. That was a good vector cat. Was it? That was a good vector cat. I don't cat. know. No. I don't. I don't. I, know. I, th- I think voice. I you did. You've that. done. Oh. You've done a vector cat before, where I'm like, yeah, that's it. Right. You the know, first even time, if- and I couldn't do it again. Ugh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Do you think uh, these new sieves are too good? And do you think they're gonna buff? Who, who, who are you asking? Uh. General question. So let's. If you have. I. I I'm gonna. Go then. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think the name of the game, and I kind of called it with dramatic ages, is the two main things you're going to keep on doing is going to be more chaos and OP. O- OP is the name of the game, right? Uh, the reason why I don't think they're go- they're going to have exponential power creep is one: when you introduce a new sieve, you want people to try them and buy it, right? If you right <laughs> and well, I'm just saying like you want people to want to play yes, the sieve, yes. right? And so you don't do it by being like, hey, it's just like everybody else. No, they get them all these like crazy little powers. Um, and so it's the name of the game is, is increased chaos and, um, um, you know, continue the OP-ness of everything. Think of it this way. If everyone is OP, no one is OP. Think of it this way. If the first Civ they introduced in this pack in New Frontier Pass was Spain, would you have bought this pass? (laughs) (laughs) Like Spain as is? Yeah, as is. No, I would not. I'd be like, this is stupid. (laughs) Why would I ever do that? So like the, part of the power, they need, yeah, they need to keep it interesting. They need to keep it, uh, uh, oh, not OP, but at least like, it sounds like in theory, really good. If you do all these things, right? Like in theory, this is good. Spain in theory is bad, no matter what. Right. And then they completely overrid them with Byzantine. Like there's no reason to play Spain when there is Byzantine. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I, I think like the name of the game is every new thing they're going to add is going to add more slight either more chaos in some way, either by something that's random. So apocalypse mode is like random chaos. So chaotic chaos, right? Whereas traumatic ages are like, you better do these things or you're going to have a bad time. Hmm. Um, kind of kind of chaos that has into it. So it they are changing the trajectory of what people do, right? Some people actually like purposely got dark ages. Yeah. Um, before dramatic ages, right? Now there's like, there's under no circumstances would you purposely get no. a dark age in, yeah. in, this, in, in, in dramatic ages, right? So they're trying to change how people play, right? And so I think the name of the game is whatever they add is going to add a layer of chaos to it. And every sieve they're going to add from here on out is going to have some sort of interesting, um, something that's interesting enough that people want to play them. Um, and so I don't think they're going to bring them, I guess, I don't know what they mean by like in line, what Vector Cat means by in line with the other sieves, but. Uh, I think like I think he's so OP, I guess. But yeah, ahead, I think so. he's suggesting that all the new. Okay, so I I play games like Magic and Magic: The Gathering, sort of similar idea that uh, every new set that comes out adds to the the previous one, and there has been a general power creep. All right, where you look at the old cards and like, wow, these are really garbage. And my what I would usually say in the end, like at first I I agree with that. Like, well, no, you know what? There's some great old cards, and it, I think it's just. Some of the old cards, they just didn't know what they were doing. They, they just didn't, they, they didn't know what, not that they didn't know what they were doing, but they didn't know how certain mechanics would end up actually playing out against one another, where maybe on paper or the, through models, Spain seems good, but they're nowhere near as good as Germany. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was not immediately known. So these, the, you know, th- these earlier sieves, so some of them are maybe better than others. Um, now that said, Okay, I I do think, though, that most new civs, the one big thing they have going for them is because their powers are new, we don't know how they're going to respond to the complexity of the rest of the civilizations, right? They, every new one you throw, there's new possibilities, and that is an edge. 
Okay, because you don't know them as an enemy. You don't know how things are going to respond. You don't know how uh, even the developers, they're not going to know as well. Like this is something that's true of Magic as well. Magic gets playtested to all crap by the company, but they don't really know how broken something is until the community gets their whole right, hands on it. Right, right. right. And that's just because there are people there are people out there looking for. Of, of course, right? of course, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> exponential growth bridge. of. It's 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 an exponential growth of complexity, right? Where you're able to try all these combinations out and, you know, humans are like little computers and we're going to come up with all of these things that they would not have thought of. Right. So I think that with the newer civs, what we're seeing is it, it I maybe it seems like they're more. I think they're just making them better. Right. So they're 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 making their, their abilities to maybe flow a little bit together better. And that they don't always do that right. Case in point, like Poland, OK, I think <laughs> is a, pair, a very poorly put together sieve. Uh, but then sometimes you do it really right, where if you look at it in aggregate, Gaul's powers aren't that amazing. OK, it's, it's a bit of production and it's a bit of culture. But together, though, because those two things are very important in the game, they end up being really, really good. So I, I think they've uh, all new civs are going to have that that chaos because they nobody knows what they're dealing with. I think though that every civ we see, like they're they're unique and special, and their abilities can't be really like Canada is an older civ now. Yeah. Okay. There's nobody like Canada though. There's no civilization that you can't instantly declare war on. That's always going to be useful. All right, at least in uh, even even in our games, like against a computer, I found it in Canada that the computer never declares war on you when you're Canada. Okay, or very very, very rarely. rarely. Um, yeah. Even against humans, it's it's tedious and annoying. Well, and okay. like even you guys would be like, oh, we're gonna make sure you're always denounced. You forget, you forget well, to to, to, bad, to denounce. Like, like real people, okay. like, they're gonna denounce you right away and keep it denounced the whole time. Yeah. So so I think. When you look at all the civs, like it, it is still circumstance. Like even now, Canada. When you look at some of the new stuff that's available, like work ethic, can become crazy. Can become crazy great. Right. Yeah. Um. So the so the even the new rules are 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 going to affect. Uh. You know, France. All of a sudden, under Eleanor with the Void Singers, what what's going on? Or right, now yeah. Eleanor with the Void Singers and, and dramatic, dramatic ages. ages. Yes. Okay. Oh, what? Oh what's goodness. going on? So now these civilizations, because of the game modes, these older civs in those game modes become super OP and fantastic, right? It's all situational. Um, I haven't tried Georgia yet. I'm not convinced yet that this era has totally corrected them. Um, so I do think that there, and I think that's kind of in there, his question kind of in there, will they balance some of the old yeah, civs yeah it does so like it does look like, like the ones that got replaced basically rough rough rider teddy when rough rider so the leaders the leader the, these leader uh types is a good way to do it you know the different clothing i guess the rough rider teddy uh, has he's persona, wearing a different hat persona. yeah the personas okay so that's one way to do it uh i just think we'll see civ seven before we see like Spain get redone. I, yeah, I don't, like I don't think I don't think there's going to be like a major update. Even all their current updates don't update civs. They update mechanics of the game. And so <laughs> I, they're not going to unless they like update the mechanic of religion or update the mechanic of like inquisitors or something. They're, they're not going to get the game it. is the game is so complex is like the balancing like um and I always bring it back to this old game. Just said that's the game I, I always know about balance because balance became this huge thing. It was just StarCraft, right? Um, balance to becomes like this stupid, like circular thing you keep on doing, right? And the problem, problem with StarCraft is they also don't sometimes, um, they'll like, oh, the, in, the unit individually isn't OP, but then they forget that people sometimes just mass them. Right. 
right? So like you mass banshees and then it just they that just destroys everything. Um back in the day when when StarCraft 2 first came out, mass banshees was like impossible to be because they can cloak. Um and so um um they had to balance that. And so it just becomes this endless cycle of balancing because everyone just looks for exploits, right? Like they're just like trying to poke and find exploits. And so in a game like Civ 6, I wonder you're just going to go around and you're going to go around in a circle, right? Um, cause every balance you do will make exploits for someone else, um, when you do it. So, um, I think just, they're going to keep it as is cause the game is kind of just, it's never meant to be balanced. Right. Like, I think people just got to forget. It's like, it's probably not going to be balanced. Gonna be perfectly balanced. No, they have, they have, perfectly they have patch notes. They have patch notes if something's critical, but I think they just also accepted. There's just some sieves that. You know, they're they're going to be good. Not that great. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's and, some that are going to be great. Like I believe Germany is one of the first CIVs, was it not? It was. Yeah, so it was Russia. All right. So it was Russia and Russia, yeah. and I think Japan was one of the first yeah, CIVs. They're all vanilla CIVs. Um, yes. They're all the some of the most powerful CIVs in the game, right? So yeah, we're we're getting these other CIVs, but like a CIV needs to at least be decent, right? You have like I, I'd say like of the newer CIVs, you know, what would you guys say are would be the the maybe not so like Scotland's not super strong. Canada's of the newer ones, yeah, yeah, super, like, of so the newer ones. That, yeah, so like rise and fall even falls on that. Uh, let's go after um, after Gathering Storm. So New Frontier Pass. Looking, that's it. New Frontier Pass didn't Gathering Storm that was, wasn't that was ca- Canada and stuff no, introduced rise and fall in, was in Canada. Canada. That was the first. Okay, DLC. sure. Even just looking just looking at uh, them so far, like Maya, they're okay. I wouldn't say that they're, they're yeah they're okay OP. yeah they're not like amazing they're, okay. they're, okay. they're not they're not you know um, and I would and I would argue that the uh, the claims of Byzantine being like the super OP have been greatly exaggerated yeah yeah I think. yeah for yeah. sure yeah. for sure they're they're complicated right they they're not just a matter of like Grand Columbia of easy everything plus one that's easy <laughs> this is they have to play a specific way but if they do you're going to explode suddenly. Uh, and people are not going to be prepared for the massive amount of knights that is swarming over them, right? If you set that up right, but I think it's easy to set up if you know how to do it. So, but yeah, they're not they're not the new. What was your question again? What which one of the old old civ or new civs are not good or are just okay? Who asked you that? You did me. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, um, wow. Of the newer civs, I said originally, but yeah, like. <laughs> I don't even remember what these are anymore right now at the current moment. So, uh, I don't know how to answer that. I'll be honest with you. I think, my, like, I think Maya even is just okay. Like, I'll answer it Maya's, there. Maya's just okay. Yeah, Maya's just okay. Like even the ones that came out just beforehand with the, where they usually <laughs> all went super duper off topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Eh? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I feel that question's answered. <laughs> Why don't we go to the last question then? Uh, this sure. was uh, Sharkster's question. Uh, are internal or external trade routes better? Good question. Uh, let's let Zoe answer this one because I know he sure, internal I'll, trade routes. I'll open. Think. I'll open. Yeah. Uh, I think that that you have to pivot and there is a way to use both because you have to remember that when you build your trade routes, they get longer and longer, right? So you end up, uh, when you're building a trade route, what you're actually doing is it takes like X amount of turns, depending on the speed of the game and the distance of the city you're going to, to establish an actual trade route, right? Uh, or not a trade, to, to, uh, a trading post. Uh, and every time you do that, you're going to get longer trading posts and your or longer range, sorry, for your, for your trades. And I believe every city that they pass through 
you're getting a little bit more gold, if, if there's right? Already a trade, or more stuff. Post, you get plus one if there's already a trading post, they, post there, right? Yeah. Um, so so th- domestically, um, you know that's not as great. It's the the, the trading posts are going to be very limited. So if you can't get that gold early and build those posts, like I'll often do that just for the posts. Mm-hmm. That said. That said, like posts are great and you do want to get further and further away, especially with city states and Alza Minerva and stuff like that, uh, assuming that that's not on. Um, if you're building wonders, if you're serious about building wonders, you want domestic trade routes. You want it to originate in your city. All right. Uh, you want to have that the city that it's going to, if it can, has uh, an industrial zone in it okay so that's another advantage by the way of the gull opidiums <laughs> in it in every city yeah. <laughs> uh you know but i believe that if you trade with me too you're getting you're getting a production bonus right because uh, you get the, the yeah. you get yeah if you, like, right on so the, on the districts that are in the city yeah so i ended up get, having like plus four plus five production uh from my domestic trade routes and it was just building those wonders they when they come to an end in 16 turns whatever sure go and get gold um, so I think you got to have a healthy mix, but it is important, I think, at first to, to get as long distance as you can, uh, get get the immediate so that you can get a little bit further away, a bit further away, because sometimes those far away ones go up to like 30 gold, right? So I think there's a mix. I think you got to do a mix. You can go to Samus, because I think I have a longer answer. I have a pretty long answer. Okay. Uh, so, I, I, you know, my general answer for this is um, I usually take a van- First of all, I love trade routes. Like I, I try to like, I feel like if you're in the medieval and Renaissance era and you don't have like eight trade routes, that's like bad. Right. <laughs> so, um, um, like I, I just, I love commercial districts. I love, um, uh, harbors and everything. I, I always love like, harbors. those are like my priorities usually. <laughs> and so, um, I usually will use that like an exploit where it's not an exploit, but like when I found a new city, I make sure I have a free trade route. I always make sure I'd use a domestic trade route when the city is first founded so it can get its first few districts built. Um, and then I will slowly switch over the trade routes over to international. What's my general core? You know, I like to get to like eight cities, usually eight to 10 cities is my core empire. Um, and then at that point, I start really um, uh, moving the uh, trade routes to um, international at that point. And so I do like kind of like early game, I'm having more internal trade routes because that gold isn't as important because what you need gold for later on is to upgrade all of your units, right? That's the big thing. As you're moving through eras, you need gold to upgrade the units. Yeah. Um, and so early on, you need more the growth. And then as each era progresses, I have more trade routes, um, I guess, slotted for the international routes and less in the in the internal. Hmm. Wow. Um, and so each era, I, I, in each era, I actually switch them over. So um, um, usually like by the time in the Renaissance era, or medieval era, um, it's like 50-50. And then as the, time, the game goes on after that, it's it's going to be much less than that. Um, usually by the modern era, I rarely have any domestic trade routes. It's usually always all uh, external. I am the complete opposite of you. Like textbook opposite. I start the game with international trade routes and then I'll turn them into domestic trade routes later on. Reason being, uh, the only way to get gold out of your trade routes immediately is to send them away. So you send them away, you only get like five gold or whatever, but five gold at the beginning of the game is kind of a lot, right? So then you start to unlock these policy cards that give you gold prefer every trade route. So then you don't really need to go outside of your, your place and you can send them inside your own cities, still get your gold, still get your production, still get your food. 
also there's more to there's more to trade routes than just kind of like gold and production and, True. and stuff True. like that so there's the, they the, make the, roads. the whole roads thing so if you're planning to attack a city maybe you want to build a road over there first and then have them sent back and then you attack yeah but the reason why i prioritize them internally is that i'm making my internal road networks yeah, like yeah. my armies can move fast throughout my empire i I, under, I understand your strategy and maybe i'll implement it for my nice game to try it because i've never like my brain the way my brain works is like oh i want gold and then i get policy cards then i'll go domestic when yeah. i get those and i would cards. argue that even with those policy cards for the domestic trade routes giving you gold the gap between how much gold you get for an, an external trade route versus an internal is still no, you're, the stagnus is right it is a pretty big sum it is it is but i usually <laughs> i usually get just get enough gold for me to survive essentially so like that's kind of my style of of, of play Right. So if I'm getting like 100 gold a turn, I think that's enough. I'm like, okay, that's fine because I can stockpile, build, or buy whatever I need to, like really, really need to. Otherwise, I'll just like kind of do production in the domestic traders to get to what I need to get more consistently. That's my mindset. Maybe I'll do something different next time. But uh, there's also the whole tourism aspect to trade routes. Right. So true, true. This, I learned this last week, I think. I read a post on Civ Fanatics. That was it was like posted like years ago, but I just read it. It was exactly how a culture victory works. So nothing is dependent on your culture per turn, nystagmus. Okay, nothing, absolutely nothing is depending on your culture. Or I I before. never made. I think that. it was me that made that, that, that okay, assessment. My bad. I'm gonna take that back. Yeah, don't you. call I me. I did. I did not say anything. <laughs> go the venom's already in his arm, my friend. <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah. So. The way tourism works, if you establish a trade route with a civilization, right, it's like plus 25% or plus 50%, I can't remember the exact number, tourism to that civilization. So if you want to go for exactly a, a culture victory or tourism victory as, a, as it should be called, uh, you want to establish a trade route in every civilization to increase the tourism to your land. There's also uh, the whole thing of like policy cards and stuff like that. So there's this hit. Now I'm going to go into the tourism thing. So like, whatever. Uh, overall, I think, I think, I think international are better, but then you should transition to domestic. If you want to go into a military route, cause you're not going to have any international traders. Anyway. I know, but, or, uh, if you want to go, I don't, I don't think our argument was really, which one is better. I think it was just the timing of which one you no, use. Are right? internal or external traders better. That was the question. I know, but, and like oh, I said, okay. I, I stay away from absolutist terms, which is, I usually yeah. tend to focus on internal trade routes early game and I switch them to external trade routes as the game goes on to get those trade do, routes. Do either of you ever, right? ever take advantage of Magnus? Uh, sometimes. For trading? Not, not like super often. The only, reason, the only reason I care about Magnus is the first ability, which is the product plus like yields to chop, like chopping trees and mm -hmm. stuff. And the no population when you build a settler. That's the only thing I care about Magnus. Everything else, I literally don't give a heck. I can just, like, two governor points, great. Now I'm going to invest somewhere else. That's it. Do you, like, do you upgrade him further? I used to. I haven't recently. Uh, I was just confirming it was a percentage. Yeah, it's plus 20% growth in the city. Your trade routes ending here provide plus two food to their starting city. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, I did used to do it because I, I found that I could using my domestic traders, the food was like, oh, wow, that's like plus five food. It is um, good when you use it. I, you I know, it, and, I and you then you, you'll grow quickly. And then what I do is I do a trader and then I'd move it and it would just be one at a time. And then I'd move it around. 
Um, I, I do that promotion all the time. What I do is I like to build my capital, like all roads lead to Rome, right? And then all my tree routes go to the capital. That way, the army can move quickly to my capital if yeah, it's needed. I just, I just, right? So it builds my road network and um, I get like all this extra food simply by creating trade routes within the capital. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just wrong. I don't know. Because I, I don't think you're I wrong. Think no, city's, city's it's not, it's not, anyway. it's not right or like, wrong. I'm like, set on housing anyway. So there's no reason for me to prioritize food for trade routes when it's going to max out my housing anyway. But, but like again, if, earlier, if your goal, if if you're systematic, it's not just restarting the trade route. If you're like, okay, now I'm going to move it to this next one, and I'm going to just going to beef up my population, or I need this one city to build these one. Yeah, the wonder thing. I, I want yeah. lots of trade routes getting out, going out. There. A lot so, of times, I've abused internal trade routes when well, I was trying to put up flood barriers. Oh, I right? think, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think what the stagnus though, he got you know the, planning them. It is important. It's it's you know that's what he's saying that he plans them out, and he'll and he, you'll change the flux of. Of how you're doing it, and it's not just that you're doing entire the entire game with only international. If you're smart about it, you end up building a road network that makes moving your troops around uh, a hell of a lot easier. Uh, you end up being able to move through terrain faster as well. Um, you end up being able to trade longer later on, right? Um, or in in those crunch times, if you plan it right, it's like I need to build this wonder. I'm gonna have all three of these trade routes out of the city going into other cities to get and, that plus five and granted plus i do i do adjust too right so like just say i'm near a couple of like merchant city states when the game starts and my cities just happen to start in a pretty you know lots of fresh water lots of arable land um then i may not see internal trade routes as necessary mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. early point and i may start just trading with the city states so i can get the extra gold but it is adjusting based on what i need the cities to do at that point right so if i'm like oh the cities have enough production and and it's not going to take me like 20 turns to build like a monument um then i i will go for the international trade route but if it's taking me turns like that long to build something i don't want to yeah, wait no, like sure. i need the extra production right away i need that internal trade route to do that um and so um and that's why i tend to focus early game because early game your cities start with like depending where you found it like three five production maybe if you're lucky in a good starting position um uh and it just simply when you first found them like in the medieval and renaissance era it just takes forever to build anything um and so i use the internal trade routes to kind of do that um early on which is why i really like the isolationism uh policy yeah Yeah. that's a nice new one eh? (laughs) um so that, that one's uh, yeah, anyway yeah. for Dark Ages, actually. You just, you just never go into Dark Ages, yeah. though. You just don't. I, the, some of those Dark Ages ones are pretty sweet. You know, that plus 50% production in your capital, but you don't get governors. If you just lost most your cap, most your cities because they're all on the fringes, like, there you go. That You'll be able to take back your empire. So I don't know. I think they're pretty fun. Yeah, you know, so that is, uh, unfortunately, all the time we have for today. We are... Uh, going to wrap up actually there's one question in the chat i would like to answer do trade routes that follow existing trade routes build faster uh so trade routes are based off of movement speed even on a regular unit so if there are roads yes it'll go faster because road you can they will travel faster along a road uh so if you haven't already followed us on social media you definitely should we're very active on our twitter we post a lot of memes we post a lot of funny pictures of us imitating leaders so you should definitely follow us on twitter at at the civ show or twitter.com slash the civ show and uh, for the more intimate connection join us on our discord uh, the Discord for the Civ Show is a pretty awesome daily conversation. Sometimes it's about sausages. Sometimes it's about 
granaries. Uh, it's also where <laughs> it's also where we go uh, when we do have community games, which we have coming up uh, this Sunday. Uh, that's where we determine the participants of those games. Uh, so you know we, we we look forward to seeing you guys on the Discord. So join the Discord right now. If you can. Uh, also, if you want to check out some of our other content, so um, we all now, three of us now, finally, uh, Raising Zozo now also makes content on our YouTube channel. Um, I create a series called Better Know a Leader in the Civ 6 Real History series, which is uh, something where I talk about the more history aspect of things. I've done Sir for Laurier of Canada, Coupe of the Maori, uh, Bruce, uh, Robert the Bruce of the Scotland, and the most recent one is Basil II of uh, the Byzantine Empire. Um, so check that out definitely as well. We will see you guys on Sunday for the, the see next Sunday. episode of the Community Day of Civ Show at 7 p.m. Eastern Time day. right now. We need a, we need like a special blinking Community, community day. day! Community Day! Community day. <laughs> do, 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 do.